0: Thank God it's Friday, Good News Friday, and we got Cubans in the streets, and you may not know the Phoenix Suns head coach, but you should, and we'll tell you about him. Welcome in. This is Religionless Christianity. I'm your host, Spencer. This is my lovely wife, Nikki, and got a couple of hopefully positive news stories to bring to you guys today trying to keep these fridays as good news only it gets harder and harder it seems like as the weeks go by but we are determined to uh, send you off into the weekend in a good mood so before we dive in do you have anything you would like to say
1: um we have our 20th subscriber on our (laughs) youtube channel
0: (laughs) Growing, baby.
1: (laughs) So that's something positive (laughs) to add. And you just want to... You have a couple things you wanted to bring up.
0: Well, in the YouTube... So the podcast is doing pretty well. Praise God. But the YouTube... (laughs) You know, what's funny is like as soon as we started this channel, um, I did something and like immediately got suspended on YouTube. Um, They basically told me I was suspended and I can't ever petition it. Basically, like right away, just stonewalled and um so if you've actually seen a youtube video that we send out or that we put up we'd love to hear from you please leave us a comment Uh, they don't get much traction and i don't know if that's something that youtube is punishing us or um it's my (laughs) fault and i deserve it all but either way we're thankful for that 20th guy whoever you are for a lot more so Um, But no, we do have some really good news, wonderful news, um, life-changing news. So uh, I just want to give a big shout-out to God, you know, who makes all things possible. All good things come from the Lord. We know that. And uh, we have a few reasons to rejoice here. As of yesterday, yeah, I think yesterday, we just finished paying off the last of our debt. And it was a lot of it. (laughs) So basically $42,000 worth of debt paid off. And and most of that was wrapped up in cars, you know, so it wasn't like we just had $42,000, you know. Credit
1: card or something. Yeah, payday
0: (laughs) loans taken out or anything. So most of it was cars. Um, But we did have one credit card that was pretty pricey or had a lot on it because when Nikki, just a few years back, she basically had her father, her brother, and her grandfather die in a pretty short period of time. and we had a lot of travel, a lot of expenses that came along with that. Um, so we've been dealing, you know, obviously not struggling too much, praise God, but it is definitely a burden to have, you know, everyone knows car payments stink, credit card debt stinks. And it's hard to live in America today and not be saddled with those. Um, you know, if you want to have any semblance of like quality stuff, you basically, you know, except the lucky few, um, not lucky few. I don't like that word. The, uh, Most people deserve it that have it, but, um, yeah, so it's not meant to be like a brag on our part, just a blessing. You know, um, we've been married for 16 years. We've had debt the entire time and praise God as of today, we're basically debt free. Um, and that's just wonderful for us. So, um, that's great. The second one, the even better one, um, I have an aunt and you know, very fond of her, grew up, I spent a lot of time with her as a young child, um, have love for her. And um, it's actually funny, one of my fondest memories. And this one is always so like burnt into my mind. When I was young, you know, probably, you know, younger than 10 or whatever. And she's the first person to ever give me cappuccino. I remember like going to my grandparents and she came over and had like some cappuccino. And She gave me some, and I, like, loved it. So every time I would go back, and be like, oh, man, you got that cappuccino. (laughs) Like, became a junkie at a young age. Um, And she's recently kind of mentioned that she's kind of just, you know, she's going through struggles like everybody does. Um, But she, praise God, reached out to us to pray for her, to encourage her through this time. And that led her to kind of um, just tell us that, you know, She used to believe a lot more strongly and had fallen away, but, you know, she's kind of realizing now her need for God again, and so we're just asking you guys to pray for her. Um, God knows who she is. God knows what she's struggling with, and we just are asking the Religionless Christianity family to take her up in prayer, Uh, because at the end of the day, all the struggles, all the pain, all the suffering is worth it as mm-hmm. long as you come to that saving knowledge of jesus christ mm-hmm. um because without it then it's all pointless so right. that's what we hope all um, our
1: suffering would be in vain
0: yeah we're not it'd be <laughs> great if god takes the pain and suffering away um we're gonna ask for that too but uh, whether that stays or goes all we want is for her to um repent and come back into right alignment with god that's our prayer so anyways That's our good news. It's great news, and it's Friday. But back to the real news. Uh, and We still have more good news to talk about. And before we get into this article, I just want to read this quote, um, because it's never a bad time to squeeze in a Martin Luther King Jr. quote. And he says, Freedom is never voluntarily given by the oppressor. It must be demanded by the oppressed. So with that sort True. of being the underline here, um, do you want to read this headline?
1: All right. It says, Cuba doesn't know how to handle the new protests. For seasoned Cuba watchers, it has been a remarkable couple of days. For the first time since the mid-1990s, mass protests have rocked the communist-run island. Now, like then, the main sources of discontent are food shortages, government repression, and a stagnant economy.
0: <laughs> Not funny, but isn't that basically the dictionary definition of communism? If you were like, hey, do you want food shortages, repression, and a stagnant economy? Let me introduce you to Karl Marx and communism. Um, yes. But anyways, if you want to continue on, just read through some of these um, paragraphs here
1: okay but it says uh, 1994 the last time Cuba witnessed anything like this Cuba Cuba was at the height of the so-called special period the country was ravaged by shortages following the collapse of its benefactor the Soviet Union when the USSR fell around a third of Cuba's GDP disappeared almost overnight rolling blackouts became the norm and food was hard to find Protests back then were much smaller, however, and consisted of several hundred demonstrators in Havana.
0: Yeah, and then it just kind of goes on down a little bit further. It just kind of makes note of this uh, I thought it was important to read. So just want to read through this next paragraph. Mm-hmm.
1: Another key difference this time around is social media. Protests reportedly began on Sunday in San Antonio, De Los Banos, if I'm saying that right. A town around 22 miles from Havana, where Cubans took to the streets to protest against electricity blackouts and to demand access to COVID-19 vaccinations amid a rapidly escalating coronavirus crisis. This week, Cuba had an estimated 5,000 new COVID-19 cases.
0: (laughs) And we just got to say right here, um, they just have to throw in COVID. I think any time to get like process or past like the editorial um, process you just have to be like something bad's going on in the world throw covid in there so mm-hmm. i don't know maybe covid has a reason well, to that was it, another but, funny but, thing yeah.
1: like uh, let me just <laughs> someone posted about how to prepare for a hurricane and one of the things in there was get vaccinated
0: oh yeah it so was you like, make
1: sure you get it in case there isn't i don't know
0: yeah it was like you know Get food and water, like board up your house, get a COVID vaccine, and like evacuate. (laughs) It's everywhere. But anyways, you want to keep reading this. Yeah. It's pretty funny.
1: As images of the protests spread via social media, further crowds of anti-government protesters appeared across the island, um, across a lot of cities that I'm not going to try to pronounce. Uh, videos of police, usually a source of fear, being pelted with rocks, went
0: viral. And praise God. Now, obviously, we don't condone violence here on religious, religionless Christianity, um, but we understand violence. So um, this is good news. Praise God for this. And it it's good news because communism is a anti-Christ ideology. Um, it places the state above everything else. It places the state above God. And that is an antichrist uh, mentality. And then I just pulled this quote from Reuters. Um, so we'll have both, you know, obviously we'll have all the news articles linked down in the description. You can go check them out yourself. But the first one I pulled from the first couple articles she or quote she read was from foreignpolicy.com. This one's from Reuters. So if you want to just read through this one.
1: President Diaz. Canel, how do you say that?
0: Canel, probably, I don't know. President
1: Diaz Canel visited the town, later saying in his broadcast remarks, we are calling on all the revolutionaries in the country, all the communists to hit the streets wherever there is an effort to produce these provocations.
0: Yeah, so, you know, we're, if we can, we're trying to call on all of religionless Christianity, the fam out there, Please pray for these protesters. You know, this isn't going to be like the Black Lives Matter protests that were in this country where, you know, you're basically getting lauded by the media and political class as heroes, you know, when you're burning buildings down.
1: Yeah. And these people are quite literally uh, putting their lives on the line to push back against this oppression.
0: Yeah. Like people are going to die because of this. Um, But I, I pray that they're going to continue. And, you know, this is the thing, like these people have lived their entire lives in a communist-run country outside of the oldest (laughs) amongst them. Mm -hmm. Um, So this isn't going to be like, these people won't be probably demanding like the most um, conservative democratic republic reforms Mm -hmm. in the history of the world. Like, so don't be critical of how this plays out you know, socialism looks like freedom to these people. You know, if they just take a step back from communism to socialism, they'll be like, well, praise God. So if it doesn't become, you know, the heart of Texas as far as freedom, you know, still have grace for these people, still pray for them because they are about to enter into a pretty tough time as they try to quell this uprising.
1: Yeah, just pray for... Yeah, their freedom, their protection. Uh, Pray for brave men and women that will finish what they started and even against the threat of violence.
0: Yes, absolutely. Pray for these people um, and pray that our leaders would grow a spine. Um, You know, we did this years ago when people were trying to rise up in Iran and we did nothing. We said nothing. um, And that was obviously crushed and the uprising was sort of silenced. This happened in Hong Kong as they were trying to rise up and we didn't do enough for them. So pray that our leaders would grow a backbone um, and do what's right for a change instead of what's easy. Um, But then in our next article, um, keeping this thing moving, I just want to bring light um, to a godly man who I think deserves some notice. And he has been, this is obviously the first place that he's been recognized, but you know, in the sports world, it's sort of hard right now to find a lot of really good stories, you know, especially stories of God fearing Christians. Uh, But the head coach of the Phoenix Suns is definitely one of them. His name is Monty Williams. And we got this, the article we're going to read from, um, We pull from a couple different places. The main one is the Goshen News, which is like a small little Indiana paper. (laughs) Uh, But I had heard about this last week from Jason Whitlock, who we've talked to you guys about, and then pulled a few other uh, bits and pieces from like ABC News and different places. Again, everything will be linked. You can check those out. But um, if you want to read this headline, honey.
1: All right. He says, on religion. The Faith of Phoenix Suns coach, Monty Williams. Yeah. And it goes on to say, the reporter tossed a standard question at coach Monty Williams after the Phoenix Suns won the NBA uh, Western Conference Finals, asking how he managed to be a tough coach and a sympathetic mentor. I tell every new player that the essence of my coaching is to serve, said Williams, the National Basketball Coaches Association association's 2021 coach of the year as a believer in christ that's what i'm here for i tell them all the time if i get on you i'm not calling you out i'm calling you up
0: yep so in this mm-hmm. like incredibly woke mba that we live in mm-hmm. um you know it's great to see a true man of god sort of rising above his peers and look like Much like everybody, much like us, you, you know, Monty Williams isn't perfect. We get that. And I think he actually, if you dig back, you don't have to go too far. He said some pretty, you know, what you would expect things about George Floyd, you know, back in the day. But I want to read a portion of the eulogy that he gave at his wife's funeral. Mm -hmm. So just a few years back, I believe, his wife was driving with, I believe, three of his five children. I think he has five. And they were hit by a woman. Um, she was high on meth. And then the woman and Monty Williams' wife both died in the car accident. And his three children had to be hospitalized, uh, although they did survive. But do you want to read this first little bit? And again, I mm-hmm. might have got this from like ABC News or something. Yeah. But this is something that Monty Williams said at his eulogy right. for his wife.
1: Said, God will work this out. My wife is in heaven. God loves us. God is love. And when we walk away from this place today, let's celebrate. Because my wife is where we all need to be. And I'm envious of that. But I got five crumb snatchers I've got to deal with. I love you guys for taking time out of your day to celebrate my wife. We didn't lose her. When you lose something, you can't find it. I know exactly where my wife is.
0: That's just incredible, and then (laughs) he goes on to say, which I think it might be even more incredible, he says, everybody's praying for me and my family, which is right. Let us not forget that there were two people in this situation, and that family needs prayer as well, William said, and we have no ill will towards that family. That family didn't wake up wanting to hurt my wife. Life is hard. It is very hard, and that was tough. But we hold no ill will toward the Donaldson family. And I was like, holy cow, like this is the message our country needs. A message of forgiveness and love. Like, Mm -hmm. man, I mean, what if our political class could stand up and say that? What if that was the message George Floyd's parents brought? How much healing could that have brought to a nation? And I was like, man, if you're a sports fan, like I'm a sports fan, and you don't really know who to root for or what to watch or, you know, you want something to latch on to because you just like sports, pull for Monty Williams um, because he's a godly man. He Mm -hmm. deserves, if anybody does, you know, in that realm, um, blessings to come his way. So just super encouraging. Love to hear that. I just, I've had this thought, and this is kind of, Off the beaten path a little bit, I guess. I wanted to do an episode on this, but we've never had a situation like this where we've lost somebody this close, you know, a wife, a child. But I always thought, like, what a powerful testimony it would be instead of being like, you know, crying and why God and hating everybody else. Because, like, what if you gave that testimony? Like, yeah, it sucks I lost my wife, but praise God, I had got to have her for five years. You know, God didn't have to give him this woman at all never had to give him to her didn't have Mm -hmm. to give him these kids but he did and even when he chooses to take that person away from you like rather than sitting there and you know shaking your fist at God you just give him praise that like man it was too short but I'm so thankful like I've thought about this with kids you know obviously that's more gut-wrenching but like these babies that die young and like you didn't have to give them to you at all. So even if they gave them to you for a a day, a year, Mm -hmm. like, you know, it's that whole, if you, you know, is it better to have loved and lost and never to have loved at all? And of course not It's better to love and lose. Um, So I just thought like, man, that's such a good message. And, you know, unfortunately it's not going to get played enough. I mean, that should be on every sports channel. Mm -hmm. That's the message you should be hearing, but um, it's just super encouraging. So, yeah. that's the good news we got for you guys <laughs> today. Do you have anything you want to say as we get ready to wrap this up?
1: Well, because of the similar situation with that head-on collision, that's how my dad and brother died, but it was my dad driving. He hit the other guy, but that guy lived. And when I saw, like, the comments in the article that was linked to Facebook, and I saw that guy that survived – commenting and being ungrateful that he that he was even alive he was on there just complaining about his injuries and he's alive and he has kids I was thankful that he survived and I part of me wanted to get on there and just get after him for not being thankful that he was alive and but I didn't I prayed for him and his family And I just hope they, I don't believe by his comments that he was a Christian. He didn't give God any glory for his life. He was just complaining. And so, I mean, if anything happens in your life, always just um, praise God and trust God. And um, don't worry if other people even see your pain, like with this guy here, he wasn't concerned at all about how the family left behind was doing it was just himself so don't be like that um if you're ever in a hard situation just um yeah turn to god and trust god in every every hard thing in life because our life is a gift and we don't get to keep our lives forever so make sure you're in christ stay stay in christ
0: yeah and this you know this is what you read the beatitudes right that's how it opens you know blessed are they those who mourn for they will be comforted um and i heard a great quote about bitterness that bitterness is like drinking poison and expecting the other person to die Mm -hmm. and yeah i mean the world wants you to be bitter they want you to be filled with hate and rage towards people and um you got to be walking close to the Lord to be able to respond in a situation like Monty Williams did. Mm -hmm. So, um, yeah, definitely check these stories out, read about it, go root for Monty Williams. Um, he's a great, he's a great man of God, um, in a industry that desperately needs him and then pray for the Cuban people, man, they need our prayers. So that's all we got for you guys. Stick around on Monday. We'll be coming back with episodes sort of three and four kind of wrapping up our, look at the lgbtq sort of infiltration of the church kind of thing um and then episode four we're going to be trying to give sort of our solution our answers if if we can on how to handle you know the homosexual christian thing so um stick around for those share this like and subscribe do all that good stuff try to find us on youtube (laughs) Uh, we'd appreciate it but anyways that's all we got for you guys